we have all heard, go and make disciples. It was God breathed, right? But let's back up to the reason we were called to make disciples, our salvation. Without it, we can't disciple to others. Therefore, we can't make disciples. We are also called to be faithful in it all and draw near to the Lord. How do we do that? We fight the good fight, we pray, we read his word, and we love. To make disciples means to dig your heels into his word and his will and be hearers and doers of the word, not one or the other. We were entrusted with this gift of discipleship and it all starts in our home. So let's go. friends. Man, we are in a new series. I am so excited about this series. You have no idea. This series has been on my heart. Um, something that I felt the Lord um, put on my heart to start writing literally a whole year ago. And here we are recording it um, a year later. And it's going to launch at the beginning of Um, really almost the beginning of this new year going into it before then, but this is going to be leading us into a new year. And I am just blown away by the Lord's timing in all of this. So with that being said, we are starting a new series called called in the home and really, um, you know, in the intro, we, we talk about what this series is really all about. And we know that we are called to discipleship. And, and a lot of times, discipleship looks different for different people. A lot of people dif- uh, interpret that very differently, but the Bible is very clear on what that calling looks like. And um, over the past two years, I just felt like the Lord really spoke to me and said, this is going to start within your home. Um, you know, the arrows in your quiver, aka your children, <laughs> are your mission field first. And those are who you need to be discipling to first. Disciple in your marriage, disciple in your parenthood. And so with that being said, discipleship really starts in our homes and then it overflows out into the world. And then we take our overflow from the Lord and we use that and we disciple to others out of our homes, right? As a family and individually. So All that being said, I am so excited for you all to hear this series, to dive right in. Today's episode, um, it's all about discipleship starting in our home. And so, you know, where does that begin? Where does that end? And how do we abide in Christ to disciple well and give him all the glory along the way? And so with that, think about those questions. I'm so glad you're here. Let's grab a pen and paper and let's dive in. So let's dive in. Where does discipleship start in the Bible? We see Jesus first called to discipleship in Mark 1, 16 through 20. And so we're going to read that passage. If you have their Bibles, you can turn there with me now and just kind of soak in what we're reading here. 
Passing alongside the Sea of Galilee, he saw Simon and Andrew, the brother of Simon, casting a net into the sea, for they were fishermen. And Jesus said to them, Follow me, and I will make you become fishers of men. And immediately they left their nets and followed him. And going on a little farther, he said, James, the son of Zebedee, and John, his brother, who were in their boat mending the nets. And immediately he called them, and they left their father Zebedee in the boat with the hired servants and followed him. Okay, so first of all, I just have to point out the miraculous facts that they left basically almost who they were as fishermen. They left their father in the boat. They dropped everything they had, and they they just followed Jesus with no complaints, with no... Um, you know, a comment, nothing, just, they just followed him. So if we can follow Jesus in that way, the impact that we will make in our discipleship will be far much greater when we are trusting his plan in those, uh, those moments of dropping what's in our hand, leaving who we thought we were behind to follow him. So let's dig deeper here. First in Mark, the events that have occurred in summary kind of are, you know, Jesus is made known as, as the Messiah. He was baptized by John the Baptist. Um, a heavenly voice actually announces Jesus as the Son of God. He is tempted in the wilderness by Satan. John gets arrested. Then Jesus begins to preach the good news of the kingdom of God. And so with all that in mind and all the miracles Jesus is performing here, he calls these four men, the disciples, to follow him. So now let's get back over to Matthew 28 to the Great Commission. Then the eleven disciples went to Galilee, to the mountain where Jesus had told them to go. When they saw him, they worshipped him, but some doubted. Then Jesus came to them and said, All authority in heaven and on earth has been given to me. Therefore, Go and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and the Son and of the Holy Spirit, and teaching them to obey everything that I have commanded you. And surely I am with you always to the very end of the age. That's Matthew twenty-eight sixteen through 20. So we have seen that Jesus has called his disciples to follow him, to be the salt and the light in the world, right? And, and then after that, he has risen. He tells them to go and make disciples. It, it's, it's absolutely mind-blowing to think about these series of events that happen. And, he, you know, before he rises back into heaven, he says, go and make disciples. He comes back to life and tells them that. But then he rises in and he goes back to sit on the throne next to, to God, um, the Father. But he tells them before he leaves, go go and make disciples. That wasn't a suggestion, mind you. It wasn't a question. It wasn't an idea that he had. It was a command. There is no part of that scripture that says, will you please go make disciples to make it a question? Or I think you should go make disciples to make it a suggestion. No, Jesus said, go and make disciples. So we see here that we are clearly called to discipleship. Now that we see the background of the calling of discipleship, and that's a brief background, but I want to put that scripture at the root of 2 Timothy 1 13 through 14. 
And I'm going to read this in a couple different versions, one in ESV and one in the message, and then the commentary from the ESV uh, study Bible. So the ESV version says, follow the pattern of the sound words that you have heard from me in the faith and love that are in Jesus Christ. By the Holy Spirit who dwells within us, guard the good deposit entrusted to you. The message version says, So keep at your work this faith and love rooted in Christ exactly as I set it out for you. It's as sound as the day you first heard it from me. Guard this precious thing placed in your custody by the Holy Spirit who works in us. And I'm going to throw in the NLT version um, just because I feel like I, I want to kind of touch on different versions. Everybody has a different version Bible. I want to touch on these different versions for a certain reason because sometimes different wording can help us um, get the bigger picture of the commentary. So before I read the commentary, let me read the NLT version as well. Hold on to the pattern of right teaching you have learned from me and remember to live in the faith and that love that you have in Christ Jesus. So here's the commentary from the ESV study Bible. Okay. So we see the context of these verses and they are referring to the stewardship of God's word. And so then he tells us to guard this good deposit with the power of the Holy Spirit within you. So he's already talking to born again believers, Christ followers, because we, we know non-believers do not have the Holy Spirit within them, right? And so then this applies to anything that the Lord has deposited into our lives. He is focusing a little bit on salvation here. Um, in context, we're, we're focusing on salvation. We are focusing on God's word here, this deposit that has been entrusted to us. And so with salvation being at kind of the core of that deposit he's talking about, trickles everything else that we've been called to from there as Christians, as Christ's followers. And so this is including the calling of discipleship. Now, I want to drive this home and say, with all of that being said, no pun intended on the home thing, <laughs> but with all of that being said, where do you sleep at night? Where do you wake up in the morning? Where do you make meals to serve your family? Where do you fold laundry to serve your family? Where do you clean the floors to serve your family? All of these things take place in your home. And that is where discipleship is going to start. Come back for another episode diving deeper into the home and the calling that we have here next week. And look out for any bonus episodes that we might throw your way. See you later. Oh, 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 oh,